From Homedale to Salmon River, District 3 has several teams that don't always get their due. Stepping outside the shadows of the SIC, this is the Treasure Valley PrepCast with Logan Green. That's right. It's another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast here on IdahoSports.com where we're talking about all the 3A, 2A, 1A stuff you need to know. For District 3, I'm Brandon Bainey, joined by Logan Green. Logan, how was your Labor Day weekend? Uh, it was great. We uh, visited some family over in Washington, and uh, yeah, it was not uh, was, was a nice weekend. It's Every time I go over there to western Washington and then come back, it's like you get slapped in the face with the heat, um, especially if you do it in, in summer or early fall like we did, and it's nice and cool over there, and then it's nice and... Uh, just just feels like a blow dryer getting blown in your face or something like that. So, uh, but uh, always good to be back home. But it's a good weekend. How was yours, Brandon? Yeah, it was good. It's funny. Yeah, when you go somewhere that's cooler and then you come back and you open the door to your car, it's like you're opening the oven door for the first time. Yeah, like, seriously. Yes. Your face. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Did uh, you go up? The, did you go up the Oregon coast and, and into Western Washington that way? No, we go up through. Um, up through tri cities and cut across that way. Okay. So yeah. So you go up to Hermiston, cut up tri cities across through Yakima and, and all that. So it was, it was great. So we did it Thursday night. Um, we left late Thursday night and, uh, I just put in some earbuds. I listened to, to Wayne's game that he did <laughs> on Thursday mm-hmm. night. Uh, yeah. so that was great. Listen to that on the road. Um, and then I listened to some, some NC state, football and then uh topped it off with the bsu game uh so it was just i i didn't complain it was the best drive of my life I just <laughs> had three different football games in my ear the whole time it's i'll do that drive any day when i can do that just seven hours of football you can't complain yeah it's not a bad way to go a trivia time trivia time can you name the three tri-cities in washington kennewick pasco uh what's the other one oh richland richland oh yeah okay ding, ding, my ding. brother my brother-in-law, they used to live there. They lived in Tri-Cities and then moved up, and he works in Coeur d'Alene, or used to work. They live right there in Liberty Lake, right across the border from oh, yeah. Ida, from Post Falls. But, um, yeah, they used to live there, and then they moved up there. So I have been to the Tri-Cities a couple times on okay. their own, just just on their own. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I had to go uh, – when I was in high school, my younger brother played All-Stars baseball and his team won the state championship in Montana and got to go to regionals. And it was in Kennewick, actually. And so it was in the middle of the summer, right on the same weekend as they do their big like annual boat race or whatever it is Okay, that they do there. So it was it was crazy. It was jam- jam-packed in Kennewick. That's oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah, it seems like a nice place from a few times I've been there. Yeah. So, kind sure. of just like isolated, though. Yeah, it nowhere. is. It is kind but, of, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's bring it back into Idaho. Yeah, we'll bring it, let's bring it back over the border. <laughs> what's, what's going on here in the Gem State? Uh, you know, I feel like it, it's it would be so cliche for us to start the prep cast with football, right? We always lead off with football. Yeah. Let's let's start with uh, let's do some volleyball first, Logan. What's really yeah. been standing out to you in the volleyball ranks? Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about it the last couple of weeks. Again, Horseshoe Bend still undefeated. Um, Still looking good. I think they're, we've talked about it multiple times that maybe they're the team to look out for there in 1A Division Two, And I don't think anything's changed in that regard. I think it's still the Mustangs to lose at this point. Um, and, you know, you know, Wayne says this. He's like, until you can knock off the one at the top, 
they're still at the top. So I think, you know, you got to respect Tri-Valley still up there. And I mean, they, they've, I think they've only lost one game, something like that. So really it's not like Tri-Valley has fallen off the ranks at all. Um, so I think they still need to earn that spot by beating Tri-Valley, but they're looking, they're looking really good right out of the gates. Um, and then two teams in the three, a looking really good in SRV Fruitland seven and one and Parma six and one right now. So both of those two teams looking extremely strong, um, you got to watch out. They're really the class of that 3A SRV. Um, and really it's just starting to, I mean, kind of starting to pull away a little separation right there as we start to get into conference play um, already in volleyball. A little, little separation starting to occur with those two teams like kind of breaking away from the pack already. Yeah, Parma went over to Pocatello last weekend to compete in the Peg Peterson tournament at Highland, and they won the bronze bracket in uh, bracket yeah. play. So it was pretty impressive. And that, and then, I mean, it's always a huge when you can go and play people that aren't in your conference that you aren't familiar with. Uh, just gives you a good footing for when it comes to be state tournament time. And um, there must be some Parma girls athletics. They're 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 really good. You know, their volleyball is always good. Basketball team is when are they not in the state tournament? Um, it's just basketball and, and volleyball great sports for Parma over there. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, Fruitland ranked second in the latest volleyball coaches poll for 3A. And how about this? The 1A D2 poll has three teams from the Treasure Valley in the top five, technically top six, because there was a tie for fifth. But you've got Horseshoe Bend ranked number one, Tri-Valley ranked number three. And how about Council ranked fourth with with an old familiar face coaching them, uh, uh, Coach Tucker, who uh, made the move from Salmon River over to Council. Yeah, so it's that's going to be a strong conference when you've got three of the top six, we'll say six teams in the state. Fifty percent of that poll are right here, you know, right on, right up Highway ninety five from each other. Well, I guess around for Horseshoe Bend, I guess right. Highway fifty five. But um, yeah, just just very strong. A lot of good volleyball being played. Whatever camps they're doing are in the Treasure Valley in the summer must be working <laughs> for yeah. some of those teams. They. Uh, Wherever there's kit, those those girls are going is working. Yep, for sure. Uh, what about soccer? What's what's standing out to you, boys and girls soccer? Yeah, so I think uh, we've hit on it so much, Weezer. But you know, in our district, there's only we only have one level to talk about uh, for boys and girls. We only have three A um, boys soccer um, and girls soccer. But but they, you know, their toughest test is McCall. Uh, McCall won the conference last year, and they they um, Weezer beat them four to two this week. Um, they have a big game coming out. We talked about it when, when we had the coach on, but they play Sun Valley Community School this Saturday. Uh, so a big matchup upcoming for that. Uh, that'll be that'll be a, a great game. Um, that should be really good. It might even be a preview of the state championship. It, it has been the past two years, so why would it not be <laughs> a potential preview for this year? Yeah. Um, and then on the girls' side, Fruitland is on a tear right now. <laughs> Over the last week-ish, they've won games – uh, six to two over Ontario, ten to one over Payette, nine to one over Nissa, and then eight to one over Weezer. And in those games, <laughs> Abby, I'm going to butcher her last name, Robido, I think. O U X is O, I believe. Um, Robido, Abby, please call us if I'm wrong. It's Logan at IdahoSports.com. Please. Tell me if I'm wrong, but she has five goals in that game against Weezer, five goals and an assist. And she, 
She has 16 goals in those last couple games, 16 goals and five assists. Uh, it, is there anybody out there in the state? Please tell me. Somebody let us know if somebody has 16 goals in girls' soccer so far. I Do you know of any off the top of your head, Brandon? I would have to check with Coeur d'Alene Charter up north. And oh, the, yeah, they the score a lot of goals. They, yeah. Man, every game is like 12 nothing, 15 nothing. But Yeah, they just – yeah, they run through it. But so if anybody out there has more than 12, let us, or more than 16, feel free to let us know and we'll give them credit. But right now, Abby Robido just tearing it up right now. I mean, a five goal game. I, there's some teams that won't score five goals this season, and she does it in an afternoon against Weezer. Like, you know, yeah. it's uh, just, just crazy. Yeah. So what a great effort by her this week. And uh, she deserves some, some recognition for that great week. Yeah, that's that's an outstanding week. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how she tops that. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. so exciting. I, I love that we're highlighting some of the great volleyball and soccer teams first before we transition into football, which was a full slate again. Where, where do you want to start, Logan? I mean, there was a lot of interesting yeah. results to talk about. Yeah, and when we start getting in here, I think we start seeing the, okay, now so-and-so is beating so-and-so, and so we're learning a little more about so-and-so. And um so I'll start and just say that I might be wrong on my pick for 2A. <laughs> I took Nampa Christian boldly. Um, they, all go, they go over to Fruitland and kind of get pushed around, 47-18. Um, not the best game for for them in that one. And, and they're coming off Fruitland, played Melba really tight the week before. It was 2016, I believe. And so right there we see a big win for fruit. You know, you can you kind of start to, like we said, piece these people, put the pieces together. Fruitland has a tight win against Melba, but then goes and just just blows out really uh Nampa Christian. And so you say, are we seeing maybe that Melba is what we thought they were in the past? And maybe we were a little too premature on that. I don't know. We'll still have to see how it shakes out um, when it gets into conference play. You just never know when it gets in there. Um, but in that game, um, for Fruitland, we'll talk about them for a minute in that game. They had a great na- game. Luke Baranaga had, was 7 for 10. He only had to throw seven times to win that game. Only threw for 94 yards, but had two touchdowns. Um, and then David Juarez, 10 rushes for 154 yards and three touchdowns. That's 15 yards of carry. That's that's incredible. Like every time he picks up the ball, he's getting a first down and three touchdowns. So 30% of his carries were for a touchdown. So just a great effort from uh, David Juarez in that game for Fruitland. Just, uh, you know, and, you know, they're showing that they belong. Those are two teams that we both thought were going to be very good. I know it's it's 2A, 3A, but we liked Melba, even though we thought maybe they weren't going to come out with it this year. Nobody was saying, well, Melba's bad. Um but then Nampa Christian, I mean, I thought highly of them, and then they they just roll through them. So, you know, I you got to look out now for Fruitland uh, to compete there in the three R three A S R V two. Yeah, you know, I think we focus so much on Weezer and Homedale and and Fruitland kind of maybe feel slighted a little bit. They're they're actually yeah. they've had a lot of success over the past several seasons as well. And Weezer's two and zero, Homedale is two and zero, Fruitland is two and zero. Homedale beat Ontario, Oregon, 54 to eight in an absolute runaway. And Weezer outlasted Emmett in a shootout, the 4A runner up from a year ago, 34 to 20. So I, I'm telling you, Logan, yeah. 
Uh, we thought the WIC was going to be really good for the 2A this year. I, maybe the SRV is going to be even better. Yeah, and I do think those two teams are kind of the one those, – those three teams are kind of starting to show that they are the class of the of 3A. I think that we're seeing Sugar. They're down this year. I mean, they've lost two games. When have we not – it's been years since they lost two total games. You know, um, is this somebody else's turn? Um I think I even I came out and said I liked Gooding in the three A um, a couple of weeks ago, and I, you know, but it's it's somebody else's time. This is the year I think it's somebody else's turn. It's I, I I think I mean Sugar, of course, they lost to a team from Utah, and then they lost to Shelley, who's a four A. Um, so they were playing up a little bit and out, so so we don't really know. But I just I just think it the rain is is over every dynasty. <laughs> Um, dies down eventually to some degree. Um, and, and Homedale has been inches from it multiple times, three years in a row from getting that. And, and, you know, maybe this is the year they, like you said, they go and hammer Ontario. Um, and that was one like, it's, it's interesting because they didn't play Caldwell very, we thought we were in, they were going to blow Caldwell out and then Caldwell was close, but then Caldwell goes and gets run over by Boise. So you, you could, I mean, we could play this game all day of well, so you know, so and so beat so and so, but it's just it's just looking, it's just looking like that three ASRV is going to have somebody come out of it. I think somebody's going to end up playing on Championship Saturday for sure. Yeah, and then bouncing back to the WIC just for a second. Yeah, you know we may be uh, thinking Melba is the best team, but in terms of record, they're zero and two. You know they've they've played two pretty pretty tough opponents yeah but, yeah uh I mean, they, they lost to north fremont and there there's no shame in that that the huskies just they've also had a very just strong run for the last couple of years um so you know it'll be a tough hole to dig out of but you know you, here here's one thing i want to hit on so melba is two and a or oh and two right but they have losses to fruitland and to north fremont so how is this going to, how is this going to compare let's look at new plymouth on the other end, New Plymouth is two and zero. They have wins against Parma and Payette, so they they have two wins, but against teams that might beat each other this year, one will beat the other. And will they win many more games? Pro- probably not. Unfortunately, for those two teams, are just uh, both of those two teams traditionally struggle, and it seems to be the way this year. Um, but how's that going to shake out when it comes to the rankings at the end of the year? Uh, when those max prep rankings come out, are they going to respect those two losses that Melba had to Fruitland and to North Fremont more than? And, and you know, I think that Melba will get in conference and do very well. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how those those weigh out. If their records are very similar through conference play, how will that how will that shake out? We saw this movie last year. New, it, the same thing happened to New Plymouth last yeah. year, right? They went five and three and didn't make the playoffs, which is ludicrous to think about. But it's gonna it's gonna force teams to schedule tougher opponents, uh, regardless of what classification it is. Right. And then I just wanted to touch on Cole Valley Christian, my preseason pick to win the WIC. Yeah. They are two and zero, a sixteen to nothing win over Nissa. Uh, Again, at the Oregon schools, I believe this was their first week of competition. So kind of like Utah was a step ahead of Idaho. Idaho is yeah. a step ahead of Oregon. So it's kind of hard to really gauge those those cross-state games. But um, Cole Valley's 2-0, and that's really all that counts, right? Yeah, and I think next week 
is where we're going to get the big, right? That it's next week that they're going to West Side, I believe. So the next week or the week after? Yeah, I, I believe it's. Yeah, I believe it's. I have so to look it up, but I think I think that's where we're going to see some. Uh, that might be the game of the year. Yeah, I, it it might be um, in the two A non conference schedule. Um, it might be a preview of the state championship. It, it's got a very, very good possibility to be that. Um, and then, of course, I mean, Firth played um, Westside very tightly and talk about a crazy ending in that game. If if you're over here and didn't hear about the ending over there, but you know, Westside trailed with a couple seconds left and scored a touchdown to go ahead of Firth. And then they go up, what they go up six. And then they kick off with a second left on the clock and first runs it back for a touchdown. And then they miss the, they, they don't make the conversion. So it goes to overtime and West side wins, but man, that would have been a crazy game. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be mumbled at the top. I think West side's going to be there. And now first is looking extremely strong. And I think they just absolutely hammered soda Springs yep. last week too. So, you know, the, these Melba, um, and for Christian Cole Valley, they got a, they got a lot to look out for on the other side as well. Um, but in that New Plymouth game, of course, New Plymouth beat Payette twenty four to sixteen, and uh, Casey Aratola he he only he only threw the ball three times, completed two of them. Uh, one was a touchdown, and he only he only threw for sixty six yards. His only incompletion was an interception. So I mean, it's you're not throwing the ball a rock. But then on the other side, Skyler Rodriguez. Uh, he carried both the ball 15 times for 76 yards. So not bad for the Pilgrims there for, for Rodriguez and Aratola on the ground or through the air with his, his two passes that were complete. But, you know, you, you do what you do, and uh, you don't got to do more than score point more points than the other team. doesn't matter how it comes. So That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, that that Cole Valley West Side matchup, Logan, I'm, I'm going to be there broadcasting it for IdahoSports.com. That's going to yeah, be Yeah, I'm a little game. jealous. I think that'll be a great one. Yeah, so if you're a Cole Valley fan, be on the lookout for that. That'll be right here, and Brandon will have it for you. Yeah. Um, that should be a great game. That'll be fun. Yeah, for have, sure. Have you done a game there at West Side? Yeah, so I did. Uh, I did uh, the quarterfinal game last year when they played Grangeville in the in the two oh, okay. quarterfinals. So, yeah, we went there. Me and Paul went there for the semis and. It started to snow this right. way at halftime, and that was man, that was it was cold. It was cold, but it was it fun. Was, it was a crazy was night for sure. Uh, what what about these one A scores? Uh, the the game that really stood out to me at the one A level, Logan, was uh, the matchup between Wilder and Horseshoe yep. Bend. I mean, Horseshoe Bend only got out of there with a twenty eight to twenty win. Yeah, and and Wilder gave him a a little bit of a challenge last year too. Um, but this so this is where I was willing, and I said it. Um, on our, our opening preview, I said, I need to see defense from Wilder. They go and they shut out Salmon River. And, and I mean, Horseshoe Bend is it's really good. There is no shame in losing to them by a touchdown, um, especially when you're a team that's kind of up and coming. And to, to hold them to 28 points. Um, and, and, look, they, they scored two defensive touchdowns. Moises Perez had a 60-yard pick six uh, for for Wilder. You know, it – you got to do what you got to do. And, and, you know, they can force, they had a fumble return for a touchdown too. And they have a huge, huge game against Kerry this week. And this will really show us where Wilder is, but I, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm very excited. I, 
I'm going to be there for that game, and I think it's going to be a lot better than people thought. It's going to be a lot better than I personally thought um, after seeing them, the way they, they played Horseshoe Bend, um, the way they were able to, to keep it tight and keep it close. Uh, you know, Looking at the stats, uh, Moises Perez, he had a 31-yard touchdown run. He ran for 97 yards. Um, on this, he had 87 yards against Salmon River, and, and on the season, he's carrying for 100. He's got 184 yards on the ground, and last year he only had 281. So he he's almost at his total from last year, and that was kind of the question: was who's going to step up for Wilder? Who's going to make that step? And uh, Moises Perez, he he made a step. He made a big step. He's 14.2 yards per carry. He's averaging through his two games. You know, that's big. Um, so we'll see. I, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how it'll shake out. Um, you know, I, I still probably think that Carey's going to come away with that one, but I'm, I'm excited to see what Wilder can do. I think that if they can force turnovers like they did against Horseshoe Bend, that they're going to be right there. Um, I think that's a key. Turnovers and then taking advantage of them, which they did. They they scored a defensive two defensive touchdowns in that game. And that that's what you're going to have to do against a team like Carey that has been in the state championship four years in a row. It's it doesn't matter what, what one, a division they're in. Um, they're just extremely good. So it'll be a fun game over in Wilder Friday night. Yeah. And that game kicks off at seven o'clock on idahosports.com live free video broadcast of Wilder hosting carry. That is, that is going to be a tremendous matchup. Quickly, the other 1A scores from last week that we had, uh, Salmon River taking on New Meadows. First game for New Meadows in about 20 years. And Salmon River is a program that struggles with numbers. And you, I mean, you could tell that New Meadows, uh, talking to their coach, uh, Jared McElvain, he said uh, because of injuries and things, guys not getting enough practices in they only had about nine guys uh for that game and so they were a little shorthanded salmon river a big win 60 to nothing but i I thought that was a a fun game for both of those schools especially salmon river struggling with numbers the past couple years garden valley's zero and two but you can't really i mean they played carry and then detroit yeah it's not fair it's not a fair assessment that's oh yeah it's it's funny because i was talking to uh dusty uh, Simpson, he's one of the assistant coaches for Carey. His son is Connor, plays on, you know, he, he scores a gazillion touchdowns all the time. Um, but uh, he, he was just asking me, he's like, what do you, what do you think uh, of some of the teams out there? And I'm like, Dietrich, until somebody knocks them off, they're still the champs. And, uh, you know, he was talking about how Garden Valley had to, <laughs> how did they luck into that after losing everybody they had? You know, Garden Valley is just, they're trying to figure out who they are right now um, after losing all that talent and, and uh, <laughs> uh, just, just to open up with those two teams. That's, that's a, that's a surefire where that, that's getting a baptism by fire. Is that what they say? They just yeah. throwing them right in there, say, good luck guys, figure it out. So, oh man. So garden Valley, I think you'll start to see them do a little bit better over the next couple of weeks playing teams that are not carry and are not <laughs> Dietrich. Um, that that seems to be how most people do. They do a little bit better when they don't play those two teams. Uh, those two teams just. Uh, it's fine. I was looking at Carey's record over the last four years today. The only team that ever plays them close is Dietrich. It's unless it's a, unless it's a state tournament. So it's they know that they know their teams and they know how to how to beat them. But 
yeah, I did. I, you know, going back to the Salmon River um, Meadows Valley game, um, yeah, just kudos to them. I know it's, it's got to be tough to to hang out there and and get beat like that, but you only you only had nine players, and they'll they'll come around. You know, you got to look for the, the small things. And I was listening to the to the prep cast where uh, with you, Paul, and Will talking about the game and what they had a couple touchdowns maybe called back by penalties. And, and so they, they had some bright spots to look forward to and say, Hey, if we can fix this next time, we'll, we'll be all right. Yeah. That was the, uh, that was on the Idaho eight man prep cast each week where we're breaking down uh, statewide, all the eight man action that you need to know. Part of the prep cast network here at IdahoSports.com. If you want to see all the prep casts we do, it's on the homepage at IdahoSports.com across the top of the navigation bar. It says prep casts, and then there's a drop down menu with all of the uh, podcasts that we offer. Um, and then the last uh, game I wanted to touch on notice gonna notice, you know, that's all I'm saying. Uh, another big win 54 to 12 over council. I, I think notice is gonna kind of romp through the regular season like they did last year yep. and then we won't really know where they ultimately stand in the statewide picture un- until the playoffs arrive yeah and and you know i was i'm like i said I'm, I'm prepping for my game against wilder or for wilder carry so i'm looking over at Wilder's schedule and after this carry game i'm just looking at the conference and i i think it's going to be notice and wilder are at this point from what i've seen again We'll see. We'll see how Rimrock is when they start playing more people and, you know, Greenleaf and everybody else, but in Idaho City. But based on what I've seen, I think it's going to be Wilder and and notice that might be undefeated in conference going into that game with that with a home with a home playoff game on the line, right? For the winner of that that conference. So we'll we'll see how that one shakes up. But I think those two are on a uh, collision course to meet in that. Um, to meet that week, possibly undefeated in conference. But like you said, I mean, Carter Woodland, 335 yards and five touchdowns. Just, they just he's doing all right. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. You know, they're good. Just, just a phenomenal effort once again. And yeah, notice just, I, I don't know if anybody's going to stop them. And I, this is the thing last year, we, we saw the same thing. They kind of rolled through it. Uh, but then, then they, they met lighthouse Christian and, and it was just way too much to handle. So we'll see if they're, they're any different in that regard this year, if they'll be able to, to, to handle that and playing against other people. So, and that's why I like wilder going out and playing a carry um, going like stepping out and saying, we're, we're going to play someone tough. Um, Cause they're, when they get to that first round of the playoffs, they, they won't be shocked. It won't be a shock to them to see somebody and, and you know notice is playing horseshoe bend this weekend that's another game to watch this weekend or, or to to keep your eye on if you're a fan but that should be a great game and that's where notice is going to find out a lot about themselves we know that horseshoe bend's good they've made the playoffs they've won playoff games they've you know they've gone on the road playing up in mullen last year but they're good and they they're back this year horseshoe bend i think they're great so We'll see how notice compares to a horse you've been. And I think that that game will be a good gauge to see where the pirates are at. Yeah. You were reading my mind, Logan, because that's exactly where I was going to go next was that notice horseshoe bend matchup. I, I think that along with the carry Wilder game are the clear two best games yeah. in the treasure Valley this week. Uh, do you have a third? Can, can we yeah. put one more matchup? Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Again, I don't, we don't know too much about the Oregon teams, um, but Melba plays Nissa this week. 
Cole Valley played them last week. So I'm, I'm curious to see how the results compare, right? Cole Valley, it was tight. I mean, they, what was it 16, 16 to zero for Cole Valley. So we'll see how Melba does. And maybe again, you can't really say that. Well, so-and-so beat so-and-so by 30 and we only beat them by one. You, you can't make that comparison. I don't think it, it equals out, but I mean, it does tell us a little bit. Um, and, and so it'll be interesting to see how that one shakes out. And then if I had one more, um, Payette and Marsing, I know, um, but Marsing went over and, and blew Valley out last week. Um, just, I think it was like set. They put 70 points up on Valley or something like that. Um, so we'll see how the, you know, they shake out playing up against a, a team like Payette. So, so, uh, Marcin, uh, went to Wendell and, and Wendell, when Wendell, no, no. Beat, Wendell beat, no, okay. I'm thinking of something else. I'm Maybe thinking. so Marcin beat Valley in week one, 48 yes. to six. Sorry. They that's, lost that's, to Wendell 49, nothing. So yes. Sorry. I'm thinking of mm-hmm. how they beat Valley in week one, but I'm just curious to see how, you know, th- they seem a little bit better than they were last year. Um, by going and, and beating Valley, and we'll see. You know, Payette, one of the they haven't had a great season so far, so we'll see if maybe they can get something rolling. On and if if Marcin's able to win that game, do they maybe go into conference with a little bit more momentum? One of those two teams, I think, whoever wins that game might go into conference with a little more momentum. Um, just just uh, something something to look out for for the teams that maybe aren't uh, looking at playoff aspirations as much, but uh, potential playoffs um, if they can can sneak out and, and somehow turn their seasons around or prove everybody wrong. Everybody likes that, right, when uh, somebody can prove them wrong. So look to see who can come out between Payette and Marsing, and, and maybe they can take it into conference play as the season goes along. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, the last game I want to touch on that I've got an, an eye on is Weezer hosting Grangeville. That's a 3A hosting a 2A Weezer. We know 2-0. Grangeville is a team that's expected to win their conference up north. They're 0-2, but uh, they played Moscow in week one, which is a 4A, so a 2A versus a 4A, and they only lost that game 16-8. to So, I mean, they were right in it. Yeah. Last week, I, I'm not going to lie, they they got smoked by Bonner's Ferry, 53 to nothing. And I know Coach Adams at Grangeville wasn't very happy after that game. There was a lot of unsportsmanlike conduct penalties against his team, and he basically told the newspaper, the Lewis and Tribune, we kind of lost our heads there at the end, and that's unacceptable. So I, I know they're going to be refocused. Dialed in. And really, you know, Weezer, it's going to be a tough matchup. And I, I don't know. It'll, it'll tell me a lot about Grangeville. And maybe sure. not as much about Weezer, but so that's kind of why I'm interested in that one too. But. Yeah, no, it'll be good. I think just just seeing Weezer period is is good. There, I that the way they beat you know going and beating Emmett just it's tough, man. It's it's they're they're good, and I think they're the real deal. I think they've taken that step. Um, I think beating Emmett really opened everybody's eyes and saying, you know, we thought that you were good, but now you you just proved it. I think they've put. They put themselves on the map legitimately by beating Emmett. And now that they're going to have a target on their back, Grangeville would love nothing more than to, after getting smoked like that, come down, you know, come down the highway 95 and hop off in Weezer and, and knock them off, you know, yeah. or is that, is that game in Weezer or is it in Grangeville? Where is uh, it? It's, uh, it's in Weezer. It's in Weezer. All right. So they're, they're playing in Weezer. Um, yeah, I'm sure they'd love nothing more than to to bounce back from that by 
beating somebody, you know, they have a huge target on their back now. Weezer does. Yeah. Big sign that says hit the pinata right here. So that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, well, it'll, it'll, oh, it'll be a great, it'll be a great week. I'm excited for another week of, of football and all the other sports going on. And so I think you guys are going over to do some cross country. Is that right? This weekend? Yes. So we are going to be broadcasting the Tiger Grizz Invitational, one of the biggest cross-country meets of the season in Idaho Falls on Friday. They're going to run two heats of girls varsity, two heats of boys varsity starting at 2.50 p.m. on Friday. And we'll be there for all four varsity heats. They're kind of splitting it up uh, between the bigger schools. 5A, 4A is going to run one heat, and then 3A, 2A, 1A is going to run uh, the second heat. Most of it is Eastern Idaho schools. There are some teams that are traveling from District 3, the Boise area, specifically, you know, Rocky Mountain and Owyhee, uh, 5A schools. Bishop Kelly is going to come over and, and compete. And Nampa Christian is coming over to run. And of all the competitors at this meet, Logan, um, it's it's a runner from Nampa Christian that has the best time coming in. In fact, the last time I checked, it was the best time in the state so far for boys cross country in Idaho. And it's, it's really fascinating to watch Grady Mylander. He, I really noticed him last year during the track season in the distance races. Grady is a senior at Nampa Christian. And so far his best time has been 15 minutes, 36.1 seconds. That's awesome for Grady wow. uh, Mylander from Nampa Christian. Yeah. That's, there's no way I could run that, that quickly at all. I would literally die if I, <laughs> if I did that, it would, that's, that's a great effort. So Nampa Christian, there you go. Uh, little two a team from over here in district three heading over to the, to the big race over nine falls. That should be, that should be a good one, Brandon. Yeah. So I'll, uh, if I, I'll, if I'll I was, make sure I'll have it on, you know, while I'm working Friday, you know, right. Right. So if I, if, if I were giving out, uh, the, uh, one of my three stars, I would definitely give one to Grady Mylander, but Logan, you yeah, are the but, one that hands out the three stars. Yeah. So who, who really stood out to you this, this past, I'm sure it was hard. There was a lot of good performances. This is something we do every yeah. week here on the treasure Valley prep cast where Logan hands out three stars to three athletes that really went above and beyond. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm going to go with, we talked about him earlier. One of the stars, the David Juarez from Fruitland, 10 carries 154 yards and three touchdowns. I that's, if that's not worthy of a star, I don't, I don't, I don't know what is, um, you know, it, a, a great effort by him. Um, and then I'm also going to give one uh, to Moises Perez from Wilder. He had a great game. Uh, I know Wilder lost, but he, he ran for 87 yards. He had a 31 yard touchdown run. 97 yards on the ground, and then he had a 60-yard pick six. Great game, Moises Perez. I'm excited to see him play this weekend. Yeah, he's all over the place. He's also the leading tackler on the team, like 26 tackles or something like that in his two games. So uh, just just a great effort, Moises Perez, uh, another star of the week. And then finally to wrap it up, we talked about it earlier, but Abby Robodeau from, from uh, Fruitland Soccer, 16 goals. Uh, over the last four games, or I believe it's, yeah, over the last four games and 16 goals, seven assists, and including a five-goal game once again against Weezer and an eight-to-one win. So, uh, again, that final star, Abby Robodeau from, again, if I'm if I'm saying the name wrong, please, Abby, forgive me. But uh, you had a great week, five goals against Weezer. Just what an effort there by her. 
And if you are a fan or a parent and you have an athlete that you think should be considered for one of Logan's stars, you can uh, send, send either one of us an email. You can send it Please. to Logan at IdahoSports.com or, or Brandon at IdahoSports.com, and I'll pass it on to Logan. Um, yeah. Because that's what we, we want to hear from you, the fans. Yeah, send me whatever. I, I Sometimes I just can't get all the stuff. You know, we don't – sometimes it's just not public. Sometimes it's, it's not online. And, and so when coaches – put their stuff online and I can get it super easily. Then I, then I'm able to recognize people. And it's not because I, I, if there's somebody that scored 12 goals in a game, like I said, let me know, please. I just, just haven't been brought to my attention. Um, so I, you know, it's, it's hard to keep up with every single little thing. So you said, Brandon, if you've got a, a phenomenal highlight that we need to show everybody, send it to us, we'll put it up. Um, if you've got a great stat, uh, somebody had a great volleyball game, send it over. We'll, we'll talk about it. Um, we just can't get to everything and we want to, we want to share every story possible. Um, so like you said, um, my email is Logan at Idaho and then Brandon yours is just Brandon at Idaho sports. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just let us know. We'd love to love to get anybody that recognition they deserve. Yeah. It's going to be another fantastic week of competition coming up. I think, I think the best matchup that I'm most looking forward to is not a football game. It's, it's that Weezer, uh, Sun Valley community school soccer matchup. I really, uh, yeah, I think it'll be, that should be a dandy. It's too bad. We couldn't be there for that game. To be honest, that would have been, uh, that would have been good. And I think it's at Sun Valley. So it'd yeah. have been even better, a free, a, a trip to the Sun Valley, right. To do that, to do that game. That would have been fun. My wife has to go to the Sun Valley for a work uh, retreat next week, so she'll be. It's not. Have you been there? Have you? uh, I've never been. So. Oh, it's fun. We we went over there. They were having some deals um, back in the winter, I think, because people weren't going because of COVID, and they had like this Idaho resident deal, and it was it was it was so low. So me and my wife went over there, and uh, somebody came and stayed with our kids, and it was fun. It was great. they have this like if you stay at the Sun Valley Inn or Lodge, they have these like huge pools that are heated, and so it was snowing, and you can be in the pool. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, for sure. Well, yeah, the, I, good, there's a lot of good places to eat too. Anyways, we don't need to keep talking about Ketchum and Sun Valley, but it's a fun Scott, place. Yeah, Scott Burton's gonna be mad. We're we're invading his turf. The Magic Valley prep cast. Uh, I know we won't we won't talk about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll, we'll cut it. We'll cut it. Yeah, that'll that'll end up on the cutting room floor. Uh, well, well she, be- stop at the, the Snow Bunny Drive-In, right? They're always a great uh, sponsor of Idaho Sports. Yes. Uh, we, every we time love- I drive through there on the way out of town, I try to stop at the Snow Bunny. Yeah, we we love our loyal um, advertisers and sponsors for IdahoSports.com, and they're definitely one of them. So uh, that'll do it for this edition of the Treasure Valley Prepcast. You can get the audio for this uh, prepcast uh, at our site, IdahoSports.com, or wherever you download your podcasts. Uh, you can also catch the video version of this if you want to see uh, the video. You can go to the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or the Facebook page. Logan, you're is it Jacksonville Jaguars jersey? Is that Trevor Lawrence? What do you got? No, going it's the color is just off, and it's my McCaffrey. Oh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah, it's game week, man. So let's do it. We got the Jets week one, so we're gonna be one and zero here. We're gonna be undefeated, and we're just gonna end the season right there, one and zero, undefeated. Yeah, Sam Darnold so. might retire off into the sunset after beating his old team, right? Yeah, it's kind of interesting playing his old team and then Zach Wilson coming in. It, it should be fun. I'm I'm excited. Um, yeah, I'm a I'm obviously a big I'm a big Panthers fan. So 
Yeah. Excited to see uh, all the new changes. It's basically a new team. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I can't believe I thought that was Jacksonville Jaguars. It, the color remember. looks off in the screen. Yeah. It looks like Jacksonville's colors, but it's, it's more blue in real life. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, for Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey. Enjoy college football, high school football, NFL football. It's it's the, the best time of year. We're, we're turning the corner on summer, headed into fall, and we'll have plenty to talk about again next week on the Treasure Valley PrepCast from IdahoSports.com.